Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's now time to continue this conversation on Locked On and Coyotes to uh, talk about, well, other more wrap-up on these players. Once again, Robbie Leano and Carl Pavlik of FiverrHowling.com discussing, uh, well, after decompressing from the uh, Coyotes season, that was a, another uh, disappointment in ways. Uh, we'll go ahead and now shift focus to players that to players that kind of disappointed us. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't really say just maybe disappointed is too strong of words, but they didn't fulfill the expectations that maybe that we were hoping. Uh, so who's, who's it first on your list, Carl? Honestly, I think the first one, just because of the drop he's had, uh, was Jason Demers. Um, and I think, he would probably agree that this was his worst season since coming over to the coyotes. He really started to change his game in a way where I'm, I'm, I'm very interested. Like I noticed he was like, he seemed to be trying to take more shots. I don't know how successful he was at that, but he was more willing to jump up into the offense to maybe like make up for some of his defensive deficiencies it really didn't work out that way. And I think it just kind of, it just wasn't a great season for, for Demers. Yeah, no, it, it definitely wasn't. Um, you know, maybe that, maybe the jumping up into the, try to be uh, offensive side might be from, you know, that the, you know, the crazy rants that Rick Taki had of, of a team only putting on six shots through two periods. So he's like, Hey, I'm a veteran NHLer. Maybe I should just show these guys what you know how to shoot, and then kind of went with it. I don't know. Obviously, yeah. I'm not in the locker room. I can't say that's what he's, that's what he's thinking. But you know, that's. I mean, I wouldn't put it past that. You know, again, 32 years old. He definitely is a uh, veteran NHL NHLer, and it just yeah. You're but you're right though. He definitely uh, took a step back. Um, you know, d- didn't see as much of a uh, presence th- from him as I would have liked to see that I like that I, that I noticed from previous seasons. Yeah. And it was surprising because I'm looking at the stats right now and he played 41 games of a 56 game season. And, and that's just kind of shocking to me that he only missed 15 because I could have like, I have very few memories of him. He was usually like a third pairing guy and like didn't make a lot of moves. And the ones where like things that stand out are like lapses that he had. And that's always really unfortunate when you're talking about a third pairing defenseman and all you can remember is the bad things they did. Um, that's just not a, a recipe for it. Um, it. It could be, like you said, that he was trying to do more. Um, because the team needed someone to step up. Um, it could be that just in losing his position, he was like, I got to find something else to do. But whatever it is, 
uh, let's let's just hope he has a, a good rebound season somewhere else next year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with with the uh, hit with with his contract up, um, yeah, I don't, I I, I could I could see the Kaya moving on from him. There's no there, there's no need in keeping him around. Uh, he did hit he served his purpose on the Coyotes. I think, I mean, he served his purpose pretty well. Um, you know, he he uh, had a good good run for the most part with with Arizona and. The last season, like you like you were saying, not the best, but hey, we'll we'll thank him for his service and wish wish him the best. Yeah, he was a top pairing defenseman that was acquired for what Jamie McGinn straight up, uh, and he played phenomenally with OEL when both of them were playing much better. Um, I, I wish they could have finished last year in the same way when they first started skating together, but. Yeah, wish him all the best in his uh, future endeavors. That Absolutely. seems. I don't. I don't like future endeavors. I don't know why I say that. Like he's being fired. Uh, his contract's not being renewed. He's hopefully going to sign someplace else. Absolutely. Um, how about the second player? I'm trying to look on here. I'm trying to find my next guy. I I can go again. Uh, I I really didn't think that Derek Broussard brought too much this year, um, which is crazy because he had a hat trick. Um, a hat trick. A hat trick. Um, it was almost half of his goals, but he he got a lot of good ice time. And I felt like he never really did enough to justify it. Um, and I think this came up a lot in the Slack conversations um, for Five for Howling, where it's like, why is he on the second unit power play? It's like, well, who else are you going to put there? And it's like, eh, I guess, yeah, good point. Um, and that's never great when you're like, you're you're on the ice because you're literally better than no one. Who did or, they, what, what did they bring him in to replace in the first place? What were we talking about? Was he coming in to replace Grabner? Uh, I think it was for that Grabner Richardson type role. Um, he was immediately given an A, which is weird. So like a leader of a physical presence, but but also can kind of score, but obviously it didn't happen. Yeah. He he had eight goals, twelve assists. So I mean, the Coyotes didn't score a lot in general. Yeah, that's the that's that's true. Um, but yeah, I think he was supposed to be like just kind of a veteran presence. I I don't even know if he was supposed to be a center or a wing because he was starting at center, and then he was moved to the wing, and there was like a lot of stories about him being more comfortable there. And the team like made a couple of interesting moves to like have someone else be center. Um, it was all just very, it was very weird. I don't know where he was supposed to fit with the team. Um, I mean, if he was problem, just a bad fit. I mean, the problem is, I think they started at center because the Coyotes don't have center depth. They don't have, they, they don't even have a top like a true, like a true top center. Yeah. This is this is true. Uh, the the lack of center depth, especially compared to last season, where it's like we have so many centers. They're not great centers, but there's but they're centers. Um, 
that I is. Mean, I mean, let's be real. That for the for the number one center to be Nick Schmaltz, come on. Uh, he didn't have a great year, but I wouldn't consider it to be one of the disappointments. No, he didn't have it. He, he would. I didn't say he's one of the disappointments, but sure. Yeah. yeah, I just put that out there. He was the number one center. Um, uh, that's not a good thing. Um, yeah, that's not what you want. That's not what you want. Um, but anyways, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. Um, I'm with you on that. And Derek Brassard and being the next guy on that. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. The fact only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're not if you are doing it alone. Team up with Worldfront instead. Worldfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Worldfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. Once again, to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. This episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is not possible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning from those dealerships or from, you know, those uh, chain stores, you know, is your, I don't know, is your cord a EX, is an LX, uh, there's just so many different questions and you know you know if you're a casual if, if you're a hardcore car guy like me obviously you're going to get everything right and you know you can you can you know tell you you tell them i i would go straight up and say like, hey i need something for this part not everyone's that way but even that even that even the way even otherwise i still trust rockauto.com because i can easily go ahead and fill out my car information on the website really easy to use and it will show back at me every part that fits my car and it'll show me all the prices and their prices are phenomenal you can save 50, 50 up to 50 percent maybe even more on parts that you might need for repairs like spark plugs or fuel pumps or alternators you can find absolutely everything there it is phenomenal go ahead and check out check it out yourself uh go to rockauto.com and once again, fill out that information, see what fits your car or truck. And while you're there, go ahead and write Locked On Coyotes in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Who's next? Because a lot of these guys are younger guys that. Because a lot of these guys are super young that like I can't give them disappointment because like 
It's like, yeah, give them a few more years to see if they pan out kind of thing. Sure. Like, I think we were Although, probably... If I were to give it one, one that didn't even finish the season um, because he got sent down to Tucson. I think you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. At first I was like, are you going to talk uh, Drake Kajula? Uh But no, Barrett Hayton. Yeah, Barrett Hayton. Um, because not like he had a lot of expectations in the beginning of the year. He did absolutely nothing with the Coyotes while he was up there. Um, I think he even spent most of the time quite like on the fourth line and still did nothing. Uh, sent him down to Tucson, and in Tucson, they were giving him top six minutes and still did nothing. Yeah, the the Tucson thing. I feel like. <sighs> Well, Tucson I, was bad in 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 a different like a uh, on a whole other level. That's you kind of hard to do stuff with this Tucson the Tucson team that was out this year. But that's a whole yeah. other story. Yeah, I I remember there was like potential like before the season began, people were like ah, he may be a dark horse Calder candidate, and he just he didn't do anything. I think playing him at the fourth line is probably like just wasn't the right move. Um, we've heard like coaches be like, all right, we don't want to play him just to play him. Like we want to give him good minutes. If we're going to have him on the ice, I don't think there's really any benefit to just experience for experience sake. Oh, there's some benefit, but there's not as much. Um, and it was really kind of disappointing that he didn't like, Prove, make a case for himself in Tucson. Like I would have loved to have, have him be sent down, and then three weeks later he comes back up because he's had like just an amazing streak, and that didn't happen. Yeah, that didn't. It's it's just, it, it it no, that was a shame. But you know, obviously things change. Maybe next season is uh, a better one for both uh, Barrett Hayden as a uh, developing NHLer and for the. Tucson Roadrunners, who had just a bad season. I mean, l- let's be honest. It's Barrett Hayton's a younger guy. Um, I think all of us are very kind of forgiving of a lost year last year because there was a lot that happened. Um, oh yeah, just in general, uh, none of us were our best last uh, last year. And there could be a lot of that. Like, it would not surprise me at all if Barrett Hayton had like a really good year next year. Um, if he doesn't, like, that's a very big cause for concern. But if it's just like, yeah, it was a COVID year, and I got sent to Tucson, and uh, just everything kind of fell apart because the team didn't have a GM, and it was insane. I'm like, yeah, that's. Solid reasoning. Uh, not gonna fault you for any of that. Absolutely not. So, you think that th- those were our three players? Yeah. Um, I would maybe give an honorable mention for Jordan Osterley. Uh, the defense really did not come through this year, which is surprising because uh, the defense is usually a better, like a better sign for the like for the Coyotes. It's they're better. 
yeah, the the Coyotes depend a lot on their defense to get things done, um, and that just did not happen. Heck, they were one of the, the like, you know, in previous years, they've always been one of the best penalty-killing teams in the NHL. Like, they're yeah. always top five. And the team lost uh, two big penalty killers in Brad Richardson and Michael Grabner, but... Like the defensive core still should have been there. Um, goaltending was still there, the same. And you had three just... goaltenders; they just didn't do enough. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, not the goaltenders didn't do enough. The coaching didn't do enough to split them up. They, uh, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to have to go another rant about that. I kind of want to, but uh. <laughs> yeah, the the goaltending thing. I need to dig deep into that. I think I may have even mentioned that last time and just look into the fact that like, why did Aiden Hill not get like consistent starts until after both Kemper and Ronta were down with injuries? Why weren't they spreading out the load? Um, It's not like you were risking a goaltender getting cold. And it's not like any of them had like a hot hand that you wanted to ride even though the hot hand fallacy is a fallacy and uh, should not be done. But, but yeah, that, that part was rough, especially. Yeah. I, I'll always go to the starting Aiden Hill 10 in a row. Like, yeah. I'm like, why? Like, especially when they already had Kemper and Ronta injured, like, just like, I, I get it. You know, you want to keep with your top three, but just give Ivan a game or two. It's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. It, it really felt like the team put themselves in a position where they could not afford to lose any game. And when you're in that, I think Tockett makes the, the reasonable decision. Like, all right, if we can't afford to lose any game, I need to go with the goaltender who's going to give me the best chance for an individual game. And normally that's fine. Like, like I alluded to before, if you have a, a good goaltender and you have a hot goaltender, start the good goaltender a lot. And I'm perfectly fine with that. But it wasn't like Hill was playing to the point where he was earning those 10 starts. He was playing good enough, but Ivan could have been substituted in and it would have probably been fine. And I think it would have given Hill some rest and hopefully made him better for some of those games. Like he could have played a really good seven games versus a okay to good 10 games. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I totally would have done that too. I hope, hope for that. Um, let's do a couple more ads and then, uh, let's, uh, Start with uh, ramp. Let's start with ramping up with a couple, like individual player grades, as we as we mentioned from other stuff. Or maybe I don't know. What else should we touch on before we even get to player grades? Uh, I mean, we can go over a little bit of the of the World Championship uh, that just wrapped up. We have four Coyotes walking away with medals. Well, you guys know that BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is now in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the news, odds, and info for all your sporting news, including MOB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news and sign-up bonuses and contest information. 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are uh, in the middle of the playoffs in the NBA and uh, NHL. It is uh, quite a quite a battle out there. Um, some, some interesting stuff as, uh, as, as a lot of us have missed. Um, but anyways, head over to the website and use your mobile device. Sign up for a free account today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This episode also brought to you by Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, a tobacco alternatives that don't suck. It has been a research and developed for three years and to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has a nicotine gum with only four milligrams of nicotine. Comes with three flavors, water, uh, winter green, cinnamon, pomegranate. They also have a lozenge with about also about four milligrams of nicotine in three different flavors, cherry, ice, citrus, and mint. Both the lozenges and gum are FSA and HSA eligible. So uh, it's time to get rid of your cigarettes. Unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is a real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's simple, so you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked on NHL Network listeners, go to lucy.com, sorry, lucy.co and use the promo code Locked on NHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including the gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co. And use the promo code Locked on NHL at checkout. Also, I do have to read the disclaimer, guys, that warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co. And be sure to use that promo code Locked on NHL. That you thought. That's back now on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Once again, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Rob Leonio, joined by Carl Pavlik of FiveForHowling.com as we uh, continue this week of breaking down the Arizona Coyotes season. Uh, I know we're now a month past since the Coyotes finished, about a couple weeks now past when the Roadrunners finished after they lost to the Barracuda in the uh, opening play-in round of the, quote, Pacific Division playoffs. Um, that's a whole other story that I don't want to get into. Obviously, you heard me talk about it before. Go listen to the previous episodes about it. Um, in this uh, in this next uh, bit of the uh, Locked On Coyotes podcast, we'll uh, talk a little bit of, uh, of international play that happened. The, uh, over the last couple weeks, the IIHF World Championship went down. And uh, the Coyotes players were pretty well represented. Several players um, out across their uh, across their respective countries, and let's say several of them uh, playing on the uh, gold medal winning Canada. Well, you can thank. Uh, I mean, I guess you can thank Shane Doan for getting in on that team, right, Carl? Yep, you can thank Shane Doan, assistant GM of Team Canada, for bringing in Michael Bunting, Darcy Kemper, and Aiden Hill. Um, we also had Connor Garland for Team USA, and the surprising person, Liam Kirk for Great Britain, who honestly I think 
at least in the beginning, was the player to watch amongst the Coyotes players. Liam Kirk made the uh, was one of the players, I think, alongside Garland, who made the uh, All Star team, the quote All Star team for the for the World Championship. And I saw I, I I didn't get a chance to watch each of these games live. They happened early in the morning for someone like me, who I am barely even awake at that time. Actually, I'm not actually someone like me. I'm not even awake at that time. I don't wake up till like late morning. Um, so I rely on mostly highlights. And yeah, Liam Kirk is a good hockey player. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone was really expecting Great Britain to make waves at this year's tournament. I'm not even sure if they were in last year. Um if they were, like, they didn't do much. And let's be fair, they didn't do too much this year either. But Liam Kirk was their MVP and just had a phenomenal tournament. He is tied with uh, Andrew Magapane, not sure if I pronounced that correctly, uh, of Team Canada for most goals with seven. He had nine points in only seven games just a phenomenal player and plenty of highlights he made the coyotes organization look great uh, there was a lot of questions about whether or not he would even be re-signed um, on five for howling james um, is based out of great britain and he thinks that he'd be like you know maybe an ahl echl deal but he made a very strong case for the team bringing him back uh, next year. And it'll be really interesting to see what contract negotiations he has because he is also a restricted free agent. Heck, if anything, just give him his ELC. You can even do some slide in there. Just like, hey, your ELC doesn't start for another few years because for some reason you can do that. Um, but at least, get, at least lock him down on an ELC. So you can so the coyotes can at least hold like hold on to him for a little bit longer yeah because uh, if because if you didn't know who he is now now you do and now you know what, what the kind of a player he is and what he's capable of what kind of hockey player he can be like like if coyotes if you're listening to this sign him to the elc and if if anything you know heck if you don't if you don't want him on tucson yet yeah go ahead send him to uh who is it? Rapid City? Yeah, send in the Rapid City. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It is a, like, no-risk, high-reward opportunity to, like, sign him to a two-way um, deal. It is, like, I don't even understand how this is a question about whether or not the team will do it. They absolutely should. Um, hopefully, they've already come to this decision and they've started negotiations. Um even if Armstrong wants to take the team in a different way, which I've I've been seeing a lot, um, and people being like, "Oh, he may not be resigned for you know, team, he's looking to take the team in a different way." You could just have him like play in Tucson for like the year and then trade him. Uh, like he's at least going to be an asset. He had a good tournament which not only should reflect well on him internally, but like with other teams, like someone else is going to take a chance on this kid. So it should be us. 
especially since the Coyotes have the rights to him. Yeah. Take advantage of that. <laughs> it's, yeah. I He kind of, like, he was playing in Europe with everything that had happened. Uh, he didn't finish out his his final year in juniors. Um, so he kind of fell off the radar, but... But like, but even then, even then though, like, uh, I looked at his stats when he was playing for Petersburg, and he was lighting up playing for them. Like, yeah. And and when I say he fell off the radar, he fell off the radar for fans. Uh, but we're not a scouting department in Europe, so he should have stayed on it because it's not like he played poorly um, this year. It, it, it's it's just hard. The what is it? The the EIHL is what is it called over there. Yeah, um, and like, I think he also did um, did some SHL too. Let me, because he played for two leagues uh, this past year. Uh, he played for a Swedish league, but it wasn't the um, SHL. He played for hockey. Etan? Etan. Yeah. Um, so I think it's like a, a, a lower level um, Swedish league. Yeah. Which, I mean, 10 goals, 10 assists in 14 games. Good. Like, I don't care what league you're playing in. That's pretty good. Uh, five goals, five assists in 12 games. Yeah. Th- those aren't numbers where I'd be like, oh, maybe we should hold off on it. Absolutely bring this guy back. For... I mean, especially if you look just just look at the previous year, uh, when he was when he was his last year in as a alternate captain in Petersburg, 20, 21 goals, twenty nine assists in forty seven games. Yeah. It's more than a point per game. And last in the year prior, sixty three games, twenty six twenty one or twenty six goals, twenty one assists. So like he beat his point total in. 16 fewer games that's yeah <laughs> like come on like yeah so coyotes if you're listening to this yes please sign this guy to the entry level contract yeah yeah bring him bring him on uh and it looks like great britain was at the world uh championship and he had no goals and no assists in six games and he went to having seven goals and two assists in seven. So just a phenomenal improvement. Absolutely. So that is um, that is our op- opening uh, talk about Liam Kirk and why the Coyotes need to sign him to a contract. If it's, if anything, at least just, like I said, just an ELC. Oh, we're asking for. <laughs> it's, it's harmless. Yeah. It's not going to, like... Unless the team is really going against that fifty-man contract limit, which no, absolutely no reason not. By looking at the cap table, yeah, it doesn't look like it to me. <laughs> they got a lot of a, a, a lot of uh, people to sign and a lot of money to move around. Yeah, yeah, just I don't know. Uh, if if the team doesn't sign him, it's going to be one of those like, I need you to tell us why, because. It's all fine and dandy trusting a plan, but that would be a head scratcher in my opinion. We need to bring in um, 
later this summer if it, like things are still up in the air questioning. We need to bring James in to get his perspective. Obviously, he's been covering the guy over in over over in the UK, and uh, you know, obviously, significantly more extensively than we have. Yeah. Yeah, when when talking to James about Liam Kirk, I get the feeling that he is one part hockey player, one part folk hero, um, <laughs> which I, I love it completely understand because uh, Austin Matthews is basically that for Arizona, except for he went first overall and was the first player from Arizona to be drafted first overall. Liam Kirk is the first player from Great Britain who was like born and raised in the great British system to be drafted at the NHL at all. So yeah, that that's kind of a little bit of mythic status. Oh, absolutely. I like, like, you know, anytime you have a, you know, the player to break, you know, to break the barrier of a certain thing like that, like you want to make a big deal about it. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. You get to look at someone and be like, that's me. Um, he is from my neighborhood or from my country. And I don't see any of my people um, when I look at professional hockey, but that's, that's him. Um, and yeah, because once the first happens, it suddenly becomes possible for anything because then, to happen. Because then scouts start paying attention to that more. Yeah. Like, Hey, let's look, let's look into the UK now more. Um, let's go look into, um, what, 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 let's you know. In case of Austin Matthews, Arizona. Let's now look into Arizona more. Let's anything can make a difference in this case. Yeah, and and we we're gonna probably see that in like a lot of a lot of ways in the next coming years. Like, it would be really interesting if if Great Britain built a like a respectable hockey league at the international level. It's never gonna be the NHL. Although we often hear people propose having like a London NHL team, which I, I just don't think is ever going to happen until we invent teleportation, because uh, that flight is going to not be great. Um, yeah, we'll bring we'll, we'll bring in the hyperloop. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we would need to do something crazy in terms of like making it really safe to travel. Uh, to Great Britain for 31 American based or American and Canadian based teams. Imagine, and not only that, imagine the start times for those games. You'd have to get up at like, like we live on the West, you know, we live in the Pacific time zone half the year. And we'd have to, you know, you know, wake up at, let's say like it's a coyote against that team in London. We had to wake up like what? 11 AM to watch them. Like, Obviously, we we had to do that anyways for a lot of these games because NHL doesn't like Arizona and they just schedule them for these early games. But like for more, more often because a team in London, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you always hear about like people on like the East Coast complaining about Vancouver start times, um, and I have mild sympathy for them only because I have to deal with like having a job and trying to start a game the coyotes are playing on the east coast and be like all right it starts at five and that's when i get off work so what am i going to do um but i mean i, I do think the only bad thing about living on the west coast is a game that starts early like at four or five o'clock you're not off at work yet 
so you miss half the game. But like, you can listen to the radio. Like, you can do other ways of catching up to the game. Like, it's not like we're like we don't have to be up till two a.m. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't have to worry about going into work after finishing a game that ends at two a.m. because there's five overtimes. Absolutely. That's what I love. That's what I love about living on the West. Although like, you know, we get that hour shift during the other half of the year. Um, less than half really from, from November till March. We're at, we're in mountain time zone, but yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, I honestly like the thing I would change about the coyote start times is I like that San Jose, for example, will start at seven thirty. I wish the team would do that. Yeah, I like whenever like it's that's, that's I love that you brought, actually brought that up because I sometimes when I look at the uh, the seven p.m. start times now I'm so confused because I grew up on seven thirty start times like I would always go against like oh yeah what times again all seven thirty like oh okay we're cool like so, so when I heard seven p.m. like what what like why half an hour earlier when like. 7.30 is like the perfect start time for someone who lives on the West Coast. I have had many occasions where I was traveling to games, dealing with Phoenix traffic, getting off work, and like arriving at the stadium as the national anthem was playing. Like It was that close. If you just gave me like a 7.30 start time, like that extra half hour, it would have made my life so much easier. Um, I'm currently much closer now to Gila River Arena, so it's less of a concern. So I'm gonna be less uh ag- like agitating for it. But yeah, a seven thirty start time would still be great. Alright, we are way past time on this episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. So we're gonna wrap up here on this episode. Be sure to come back for part three. Uh we'll wrap things up of talking international play for the Coyotes players into the um, world championship uh, and bring up some other topics that we might need to uh, touch on as well. That's coming up later this week on the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Hope you guys liked what you heard today. If you did, don't forget to leave a review and to subscribe if you yet to already. Also remember, we are available on uh, social media. I am at Ralbionio1 and at LO underscore Coyotes. Um, you can interact with us. Ask us a question. We will interact with you back maybe get you a answer those questions on a future episode of the lockdown coyotes podcast we love interacting with our fans and uh you know show you know you know again it's there's there's, there's a lot to talk about this off season a lot of questions that you might have feel free to bring them my way because we all know from what we heard just like this is the coyote like talking about the coyotes can be gruesome sometimes if we don't have content so if you need to know anything, if there's something you want to know, please ask. Because we, I, I, I will gladly answer them on a future episode of the podcast. Again, that's going to do it for today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.